for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. BC, Matt Haynes, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. You can get us on the hotline or text line, 888 Beck Haynes, good evening to you. Good evening, BC. It's Thanksgiving. It is Thanksgiving week. Uh, are you working this week? I am. I am. Yes. No bye weeks during no Thanksgiving. No bye weeks. I'll take a few days off. But yeah, uh, don't blame you. Don't. Blame I'm here. You. I'm here. Got to get your Black Friday shopping in. Did a little bit of that today. I uh, wish Louisiana Tech could find a few uh, cheap touchdown scores. Would be nice. Yeah. You think? You think dogs fall thirty five nineteen Friday night at home in the home finale. It was senior night. Bulldogs now three and eight overall, two and five in conference USA play. They head into their season finale at Rice this weekend. Uh to Rice Squad three and eight as well. Uh should be a doozy down in Houston. Dare I say the schnoozer of the week? Uh, I mean, yes. Who would have thought the Bulldogs would be guilty of being in the potentially snoozer. the snoozer of the week? We joke around that there was only a few dozen fans out at the Joe on Friday night. Uh, we'd be lucky to get to a dozen in Houston Saturday afternoon. I think well, I don't remember what you remember what our preseason projections were, but I'd, I think we were I'd, eight and four, nine and three. Yeah, I don't think it started with a three in the wind column. In the wind column. Uh, Pretty, Rough performance Friday night. Pretty disappointing Friday night. Uh, I don't even. I, I'll tell you what. I didn't feel. I didn't feel like there was a big rivalry game. You know. I think both teams are pretty disappointed slash embarrassed about where they're at this year. Wasn't a whole lot of luster. Uh, yeah. Even if you beat them, it's like oh, you beat them without a quarterback. I guess what's worse than than that is losing to them without a quarterback. So uh, it gets worse though. Yeah. It does. Uh, you lose without a quarterback, and those without a quarterback through three touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, you kind of wish Frank Gore would have switched jerseys at half and uh, played played QB for the Bulldogs. Uh, or put on that number 15 <laughs> Abraham jersey. Oh, my goodness. Frank uh, Gore looking like Eli Manning or Brett Favre yeah, out there. I don't I don't even know what happened, Ben. It was, uh, it was a rough game. Uh, you know, it's embarrassing for it to happen at home. You hate for that to be the last game you see some of those seniors play. Oh, t- tell us. But the, the gas was gone. There was no fire. Yeah, dogs were on empty. Tell us the old comment you heard walking out of the stadium between oh, yeah. two Tech fans. It was, was, it was cu- epic. A couple of our, our older, more faithful um, seasoned fans. I got uh, Aaron Allen throws a pick six late in the fourth quarter and right there on the goal line, and uh, one of the guys stands up and goes, well, I'll see you next year. And the other guy goes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Not ready to commit to a whole other season of that. But who knows if he'll be around as well. Yeah, I want to start calling and, and uh, getting a little feel on the old season ticket situation with that fan. But, uh, yeah, I think we all kind of felt that, Ben. I think it was uh, it, it was, was just, just a, a rough night It was just around. the icing on a terrible cake. You know, it's just, I've co- of course this happened. Of course. It was the old doughy cake that was also burnt. 
Doughy and burnt. Yes, with gross icing. Yeah, it wasn't. Maybe wasn't. iced in pickle relish. Wasn't pretty. A little chilly. Uh, it was a little cool at the Joe. Uh, we got the opportunity to sit in the Davidson yeah, Athletic Complex. Nice. Uh, it was nice, nice up there, but uh, some uh, BTB supporters, you know. Yeah, it made it easier to watch the defeat. I guess. Yeah, you could it say. sure did. It sure did. I was comfort. Food was good. It was good. Hey, and uh, shout out to the special teams. Baby Barnes about the only highlight of the that, whole night. Sh- hey, speaking of that, Baby Barnes, Louisiana Louisiana Sports Writers Association special teams player of the week. Oh, how about that? Went four four on field goal, so he he deserves his credit. Yep. Snap place hold was pretty good. Yep. Uh, outside of snap place hold, uh, a lot to be desired. A lot. Uh, Louisiana Tech totaled only 250 total yards in this one. Uh, turned it over five times. Uh, Aaron Allen, 11 of 26 for 100 yards, two interceptions. Did not follow up his great performance against Charlotte. Uh, with even an average performance. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. I would have thought. I mean, it doesn't I, make sense. I would have thought. It would have been a little tougher against Southern Miss, but, I mean, going into half, Aaron Allen was two for eight for 20 yards, 24 yards or something like that. It's pretty rough. That's pretty rough. I mean, I don't I don't think you ever expect that to happen. Uh, we talked a little bit on the postgame show about how there wasn't a change in quarterback. Got a little color on that. I know I know JD's been dealing with some – He was sick last week. Sick last week and, and didn't get many practice reps. Uh you know, there's still some concern about wanting to keep him, be able to redshirt him. And yeah, keep maybe him we see him this week. I would games. imagine we do. Yeah, we probably see him this week. This will be his fourth game. Sounds like AK might return this yeah, week. Yeah, but then you got AK coming. It's like, what do you do? You know, you give him one last farewell ride. I mean, if he can't go the distance. Hey, we know Skip loves a quarterback conundrum. You know, he just loves to go in the week with who do I play, you know? He does. So he's got it this week. I, loves to flip I would the ex- old coin. I would expect we probably don't see Aaron Allen. I would imagine that would be correct. He might just take the week off. Uh uh, if I was here. him, I would claim that I'm just severely hurt and can't, and can't walk right now. Uh, let, let's get to some more uh, positive news. Uh, did you see the release Friday afternoon? A little new north end zone facility. Oh, yes. Very nice. We've got the double screens. Uh, what do you think of the double screens? Uh, Be I honest, I love it. No, I do, too. It's more encompassing. It, it, or I guess it's just what we're seeing across the country now. So it kind of feels like that's what you should do. I got a question, though. The old Dogzilla looking rough. Yeah, fading a little bit. Yeah, and the old age. single screens. Oh, you only got one screen? Oh, But, hey. It's not a flat screen. Is there screen. a chance that two screens will be a little too much inside no, the 26,000? No, ask Jerry seats. Jones that, okay? When you got a clearer stadium or TV the size of my neighborhood up there hanging above. You know, the first, I actually went to a, the Big 12 championship. Oh, did you? A big against, Big 12 fan. Uh, yeah, no, uh, well, I think it was Big 12. How long ago it was, was this? Oklahoma, Nebraska, the last time. So was, it big, was that Big 10 or Big 12? I think it was Big 12. Anyways, it was in Nebraska's Jerry, in the Jerry's big 12, world. Big 10 now. So. It was one of the first games in there, and everybody was just staring at it the whole time. Like, it's awesome. Pl- players. It is awesome. Players, fans, everybody was just staring at it. Just I don't think in. it'll be a distraction. You know, God forbid we get a replay during a game. Like holy, We got a few the other day. If we get a replay during the game, fans are just going to lose their mind. Besides They're going to lose them. I, I, listen. Uh, Give me lot. 16 screens to watch a replay. I There's no such thing as overstimulation. Uh, also getting a ribbon board uh, on the deck. I like oh, that addition. I did not see that. Little sc- on the deck. A little scoreboard down by the deck action. Can't okay, complain about okay. that. Hope you don't got people leaning over to check it out. Uh, hope Stay they don't fall out there. the yeah. old deck. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that'll be a nice addition as well. You know, we've had all the talk over the years about how when will the Joe be bowled in. Listen, I don't think this is – fully bowling it in but i think it will make it a more 
I think it'll create more crowd noise. Well, here's the deal. You a little echo, actually. Yeah, a little echo. Uh, ben, obviously, we'd love to have all the money in the world and be able to build whatever we want, but you get the new press box situation, boom, awesome. The DAC, unbelievable. And then you got the Dogzilla down at the other end zone looking like it's been there for 40 years. So this will be nice. It'll kind of encompass, you know, f- finish off, not finish off, but, you know, completely in a complete way, yeah. renovate the rest of the stadium besides, you know, the bleachers and stuff. Feel a little more intimate. Yeah, yeah, just feel like it's, you know, one side of the field didn't get upgraded. So it'll be nice. I think it'll, uh, I think the, the screens will be great. Obviously, you got to have butts in the seats to look at the screen. So maybe we, we little academic maybe, center yeah. is going to be the oh. building down there. Can you imagine how many people will be studying in the old oh, academic center? Just how much smarter the team will be in general, I think, will be incredible. Oh, it'll be incredible. Maybe they'll be able to, <clears throat> excuse me, maybe they'll be able to, uh, you know, pay attention to the little things on the field. Like, you know, maybe don't false start every play. And, yeah, how about that? Four false starts yeah. on Friday uh, night. Same story, different week. It's been a rough few weeks. You know, it's like, hey, we're, okay, all right, let's start over. Let's, let's regroup, all right? Psych, false start. Hey, at least the officials were better this week. And what do we know, what do we know about this football team, Ben? Uh, not very good. The slightest bit of adversity, and you can forget about That's it. That's what bothers me the most. I, I don't. I it's been, when's the last time we had a comeback victory? Like, like honestly, like besides you, more than like ten points. Like you could sit here and tell me that you're three and eight, and and Holtz talked about this in his press conference today, and like Tech was close in a bunch of games. I think they lost four games by on the last play, but at the same time, like talking about getting behind and coming back, like there just isn't a whole lot of toughness that's being it's, showed out it's there it's depressing to to have no confidence that you're going to come back yeah because that's what gets you out of a game in the second quarter and you're like well that's it down 17 to 10 throwing the towel yeah. boys and we ain't coming back unbelievable anonymous texter chimes in on the text line of course you can get us triple eight nine nine three seven seven six two uh says we can't run one video board how will we run two yeah that's a valid point that is a very valid point, but I mean, hey, it's a concern. Go to scoreboard school, dogzilla school, dogzilla. whatever it is. What are these going to be little pup pupzillas on the end zone? Yeah, potentially. Uh, looking elsewhere on the hardwood, uh, Lady Texters had two matchups this past week since we were last on the air. Fall sixty-two forty-four at Ole Miss. Uh, Lady Texters were really undone by getting outscored eighteen to two in the second quarter. Bounced back last night with a seventy-seven forty-eight victory. Over Nickel State, a little 29-point home win there you go. over the Colonels. They'll travel to Boulder, Colorado. Day after Thanksgiving, they'll face Boise State on Friday, and then on Saturday at 2 p.m., they will play the University of Colorado. Dunkin' Dogs action. Dunkin' Dogs played extremely well Friday night on the road in Natchitoches against Northwestern State. Pull out an 83-64 victory over Mike McConaughey's Demons. Okay. Kenneth Lofton Jr., 17 points, 11 rebounds. Uh, Lofton's now averaging 13.1 points, 9.8 rebounds uh, over a block a game throughout his first four games of the year. Mari Archibald also added 17 points in that win. They will host the Warhawks from ULM tomorrow night inside the Thomas Assembly Center. You going? I'll be there. Oh, you'll be there. You know, BC ain't missing home. What time game. is that one at? Six thirty. Little six thirty tip. Be there. Oh, you be there, bro. Maybe bring the old media pass. Show up, hang out with your boy a little bit. A little family affair. Yeah, I might bring one of the kids. All right, back back to Louisiana Tech, Southern Miss. We're going to get to this more in the next segment. Uh, coming up at six thirty, also have Matthew Bartlett with At the Roost covering the Rice Owls will join us 
to discuss Rice's situation, which as bad as Louisiana Tech, or as much as Louisiana Tech has struggled here in 2021, uh, Rice has a number of issues of its own. But uh, the big takeaway for me, listen, we, we can talk five turnovers. We can talk you give up three touchdown passes. Uh, to Frank Gore throws two himself, and Tavius Willis throws one himself. Uh, the, the biggest thing to me, and we just talked about it a second ago, the lack of energy, the lack of enthusiasm. We talked about it on the postgame show the other night. You know, against Charlotte, it, and we talked about it last week, it felt like Tech was having fun playing football. It was the complete opposite Friday night. And I, what I can't wrap my arms around, a, a lot of people want to say you're not focused, this and that, the other, you, you skip, the guys, the coaches, they don't have them focused. But, like, what changed from Charlotte to Southern Miss? Like, the same amount of things were on the line. Nothing. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. I, I mean, what, what changes your mindset? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, there, there shouldn't be, like, it was cold? No. 7 p.m. on Friday? Like, did you want to be at the local high school game? I, I know Rustin say, they, won. They re- reverted back to their high school ways is what it felt like. I, I mean, I, I just don't understand that aspect of it. And listen. I mean, Tech was a 15-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, I'm big not, favorite. Yeah, I'm not saying Vegas gets it right all the time, but I, that that wasn't supposed to happen. No. Listen. Now, what? Southern Miss scored more points against us than they've scored against anybody all year, right? Yeah, outside of Grambling, yes. Of, I mean, they scored 37 against Grambling. Don't even get me started on, on defense. Oh, we're going to talk about that defense. Are we talking about it? Let's go ahead and take our first time out. You're listening to Bleed Tick Blue Radio Sports Talk 97.7. Be right back after this. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Your wait is finally over. Football season has finally arrived, and your home for all the action is right here on Sports Talk 97.7. Monday through Friday, get that morning commute going with B.C. Kramer and the one and only, thank goodness, Puffy with the edge from 7 to 9 a.m. Every afternoon, it's the show that's often imitated, never duplicated, Northeast Louisiana's longest-running daily sports talk show, The Sports Company, taking you home from 3 to 6 p.m. On Saturday morning, grab that cup of coffee and get ready for the day in college football with the Nick Brown Show from 8 to 10. On Saturday mornings from 10 to 11, the tradition continues as we go into year 16 of the high school football rewind where we recap all of the great Friday night prep action. Then on Saturday afternoons, three hours before kickoff, live from Two Dudes Brewing Q, it's our local LSU pregame show, Tiger Talk. Listen for yourself and find out why nobody does football like sports talk. 
you gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. B.C. Beckades, John Tabor, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Appreciate you listening on this Tuesday evening, Tuesday before Thanksgiving. Got big Thanksgiving plans, B.C. Go to travel to the grandparents in Arcadia. Mm. Uh, Spend a little time with my wife's family on Thursday night, but Mm. nothing too extravagant. Probably try to catch a bunch of football, to be honest with you. Any good games? Uh, I don't know. Let me look. Uh, I know we got the Egg Bowl Thursday night. Ole Miss, Mississippi State will be a good one. Really? A little rivalry game. Can't complain about that. You can't. Uh, Looking at the newest college football playoff right here, Georgia number one. Ohio State jumps from four to two. Uh, Alabama number three, Cincinnati number four. So, uh, back to Louisiana Tech. Dogs fall to three and eight overall. Thirty-five nineteen loss to Southern Miss. Uh, you want to start with the offense or the defense, Beck? Uh, let's go offense and just really depress us. Into the um, Aaron the- Allen eleven of twenty-six, one hundred yards, throws two interceptions. QBR coming out of that one was four. Uh, it's on Four. a scale of 1 to 100. Uh, <clears throat> looking at some of the issues, uh, particularly in the first half, I thought Louisiana Tech ran the ball extremely well in the first half. The problem was Marcus Williams had two crucial, crucial, pivotal, vital fumbles. One at the 9, Southern Miss takes it back all the way inside Tech's 10 uh, after the personal foul on Tech after the play, which was pointless in its own right uh two fumbles really killed you in the first half second half really you mentioned it back two of seven for 20 yards at the half for allen the the passing game just never got going only throw for 80 yards goes nine of 19 in the second half for 80 yards and two interceptions let's go right back or let's go right to the hotline we got quint quint uh help us out on this tuesday evening i don't know if i can be any help been watching Tech football for nearly 20 years pretty religiously, and that was the worst performance I've seen in any of those 20 years. Yeah, I, all you have to, I would not argue. Was it worse than UTEP? Was it worse than UTEP? If you look on the depth chart, UTEP had a starting quarterback. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, <laughs> Fair enough. Southern Miss didn't, and we not only got barely beat, we got took behind the woodshed and beat like we owed somebody some money. Yeah, we got thumped. That game, that game wasn't even close. I mean, you can maybe buy like a twenty-one to twenty buzzer beater last-second field goal type thing. You can buy an SMU loss, but you can't buy a team that had nothing to play for, had less to play for than you did, with no quarterback, and they beat you like a drum. Is this I mean, rock bottom? I mean, we don't have a wide receiver, or running back that's ever thrown the ball in high school. Fair enough. Is this rock bottom? I mean, this is rock bottom, and I think it's due to, I mean, this one you can't put all on Skip, but Skip's conservative play calling has led to this. I, listen, I'm not going to sit here and argue with you. It has led to a, I mean, I only made a single game this year, but it was because I didn't want to be bored to tears. I mean, we're going to run the ball. We're going to play an SEC-style offense without SEC-style talent. I mean... The way that Tech's trying to fit a round peg into a square hole is like me trying to be a marathon runner. It ain't happening anytime soon. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, just 
our inability to, to to handle any kind of adversity, we get down at all, and you just you, you felt in the stadium, you felt like there was no shot at all that we were coming back. Here's a serious, but maybe not the serious question: When's the last time that Tech won a game without backing into a victory? I mean, the the, the southeastern game was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then. Yeah, I understand your point. Your point is, when did Tech take it to a football team and show that they're the better football team on the field right. in a convincing fashion? I agree with that. It's been a while. And I will say the Southeastern game was the, was the yellow canary dying in the coal mine for me. I said, oh, my God, we're playing a basketball game with a school that shouldn't be on the field with us? This isn't good. And from that time, from that game, the season went downhill quickly. Good stuff. Appreciate it, Quint. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. Y'all have a happy Thanksgiving. You too. Uh, listen, I I don't think that a lot of fans would disagree with what Quint's saying. Um, and, and like you said, Skip Holtz didn't lose this football game. But, um, obviously, as players, um, or as a head coach, you kind of take the brunt of the blow, and you, you don't necessarily get a ton of the credit for the wins. But... I think that's beside the point. You look at this team throughout the year, and I listen. I I'll go into this right now. We talked on the post game show Friday night. This is rock bottom, like this. And I don't uh, I don't necessarily say because it's because you lost, but it's how you lost. And I had a text immediately following the show, and said, "How is this rock bottom?" Because you've lost four games on the last play of the game. And I understand that argument as well. And I also understand that at some point, when you become 2-7, and 3-7, and 0-10, oh 0-12, whatever you are, in a bad year, at some point, players are going to, I'm not going to use the words, give up, but they're going to lose a lot of their... Their effort, in a sense. Well, to me, this is, I mean, this is, to, to have the talent to play well and to continually not be playing well is worse to me than not having the talent. That's, that's a I mean, point. it's like we, especially in tech's position with our budget issues and, and funding or whatever you call it, it's like you got to be able to, to, to do well with what you got. And we have, we know that tech has a team that, that can play well. Be successful. And then you just, you can't get anything out of them. Brett says on the text line, I believe it was on Fox's show, that the defensive coordinator, Blackwell, admitted that 70% of Southern Miss's plays and schemes they had no film of or no idea how to play against. I don't know if you put that on the players, coaches, or what. No, but that's a concern for me, Brett. I'm glad yeah, you that's brought like, that yeah, up. Yeah, I heard a couple excuses from that interview, first of all, which I'm not happy about. Uh, By God, your you better job not to make Beck Eggs unhappy. Your job is to adjust, I and I just don't buy that you couldn't adjust to a running back playing quarterback. Exactly. I just don't buy it. I, I don't care if they got an That's extra. That's a terrible excuse. I don't care if they got an extra tight end, two extra linemen. I don't care if it's Bishop Norman or whatever that school was. Gorman. Gor- is that what it was? Yeah. Bishop Gorman? Yes. No. Yes. I don't care if it's Bishop Gorman. With Tate Martell at quarterback. You I, know, I, you, I, you, it ain't that hard. I mean, I, I I realize they can surprise you by throwing it a little. Here's but my th- thing. You weren't stopping the run either. I agree. Listen, here's my thing. Pick one and at least defend one of them well. 
Make him beat you by throwing it. You know why? Because he's not even a thrower. He's a running back. Uh, he did beat you by throwing it. That's the big No, nah, but he couldn't stop the running either. I agree. And, listen, I, I agree. Like, for, for me, and, and listen, we don't play defensive football. We're not a defensive coach. But, like, the game plan's pretty simple. Like, Southern Miss is counting numbers in the box. I, I mean, that, that's what it boils down to when you got – a running back at quarterback. You're counting numbers in the box. You're running left or you're running right. Like, it ain't that simple. It's it crash that- a gap. It ain't that hard. It's crash a gap and make the tackle. Tyler Gross made tackles. I mean, he had 13 tackles, career-high three tackles for loss. The thing that concerned me, the, the biggest play of the game, third and goal from the 20, okay? Text down two. Around seven minutes remaining. Southern Miss calls timeout. Coming out of a timeout, keep in mind, this is defense. This is an offense. You can't get the play call in. Trey Baldwin's looking to the sideline to get the play call when it's snapped and the tight end's wide open because he can't get to him because he didn't have the play call. Yeah, I have, out of a timeout. I have so many issues with our defense. It's, it's not unexplainable. It's, it's, it's literally mind blowing. And a lot of people are, are frustrated with the offense. I'm more frustrated with the defense. Absolutely. And I'll tell you why. It's been a regression throughout the oh, year. The whole year. We've only played worse teams, and they're scoring more points. I I don't get it. And like I can't sit here and say it's lack of focus, lack of like they're not even in the right spots. I'm not a college coach, Ben, but I feel like for you to say that you hadn't seen like 70% of what they threw at you, like. Shouldn't matter. Sh- well, that and they're going to throw new stuff at you every week. Like, especially when you're running No the offensive old coordinator is uh, going to just run out there with the same old stuff every single week. You're going to see different looks. Like, adapt or football. figure it out or play something. It's football. Or get the play in for the first. It'd been different if that was the first time all year you hadn't got the play call in. Uh, prior to that snap, Southern Miss coaches were clapping their hands uh, violently to snap the ball. Snap the ball. They're looking to the sideline. Snap the football. They snapped the football and it was a touchdown. And, I, I mean, I think the defensive line's done some good things. I don't, I don't think there's... I don't think there's a 10-12 sack guy on that defensive line, but there's some guys that can rush the pass. So they, they lack a difference maker, but... The defensive line's been the best unit on the defense. The secondary, listen, I'm not the guy. I I don't sit here and blame coaches, blame players, but, like, nothing's getting better. You talk about contesting balls in the air. The the touchdown in the first quarter was a fade route, and the safety's just sitting there with his hands in the air while the receiver runs in front of him for a touchdown. Like, go catch it. Yeah, I think... Like, high point in the football is a sixth-grade technique. Part of the frustration with this year has been, I, I feel like, with so many games so close and us being so sloppy on the little things. It, it, you know, so of, many games can be determined by four or five plays, but we're talking about, like, it's like, oh, you just got beat. Like, that sucks. No, I'm talking about, like, like little easy, easy stuff. And when you play that many close games – and I agree. Nine, ten, twelve, or nine, ten, eleven it. games into the season, you're still making these same mistakes. It magnifies it. Randy on the text line, not a tech fan, but as an outsider, I think you back off the coach 
and give him support during this difficult time. He has brought your program several years of bowl wins. I suggest true supporters ante up some cash and assist in getting things corrected. Well, there's a different take. Uh, that's not a take I disagree with. No, it's He's not. right. Like, listen, the the program and a lot of these things, like, obviously the play on the field is frustrating, but, like, when you pour in cash into a program, like, like money talks, right? Yeah, no, this shouldn't be like it, you're, the, it's not all the absolute field. worst response is to oh I'm not giving money until yeah, things I'm get out. better. That's that's terrible. You can't do that. You got to invest in times like this. But at the same time, these coaches get paid a pretty penny to take some criticism, and it's on them. Yeah, it's on them. Yeah, their job is to get players ready. Now, I'm not. I'm not advocating you make a change at head coach, but there needs to be some changes. There's got to be some shakeup. There's got to be some shakeup. And if you pay a little more money, you get a little better product. And it can't be shakeup for the sake of shakeup. And I'm not talking to Skip. Oh, no or... lateral moves here. No, I'm talking. I don't even know if I'm talking to the administration. If you want to have shakeup in a positive light, pay more money to get better assistance. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Like, I, that's a good text, Randy. Quint says, is Skip using his burner account called Randy? <laughs> <laughs> like it. That's a valid question. Good point. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. Matthew Bartlett at the Roost, previewing the Rice Owls. The 3-8 and eight Rice Owls will break it all down. It'll be a doozy coming up next. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hey Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with BMW Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to BMW Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go dogs. BMW Motors in Arcadia. This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service. Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? 
Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio. BC, Beck Haynes, John Tabor. Let's go right to the hotline to preview the Rice Owls. Matthew Bartlett with At The Roost. Matthew, how we doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Always love having you on. Uh, listen, let, let's be honest for a sec. Louisiana Tech's 3-8. and eight. Rice is 3-8. and eight. Uh, Both programs having years that they didn't necessarily expect to have. But from Rice's point of view, what has gone wrong for Rice throughout this season? I know the expectations uh, were higher than kind of what the results have resulted in. Well, I think injuries have been big, and, you know, that's always the uh, the thing that coaches can't say, but that's kind of the reality. Rice has lost their secondary again. They lost the Braylon Carroll, the pro football focused uh, freshman All-American, and they've uh, lost their starting quarterback for the remainder of the game five times at 11 opportunities. So it's just wow. been everything that can go wrong has gone wrong, or at least it's felt like it. And you talk about that. You know, they've played a number of close games. I mean, you look back this week, had an opportunity to beat UTEP. Uh, you lose an overtime at Charlotte. You lose a tight one to North Texas. Uh, is that just kind of a culmination of some of these injuries and things going wrong late in games? Uh, I think it's some of that. I think this is there's a maturity piece too. That the reality is this isn't a team that's been to a bowl since 2014. So being able to win those close games isn't something they've done before, and so they're kind of learning on the fly. And folks kind of hope that they would be able to flip that switch, and they just they haven't been able to yet. And, and looking at Rice, I believe Marcus Tuiasosopo. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, is the new offensive coordinator in Houston. How have we seen things change offensively from a scheme standpoint? Uh, I know Coach Holtz mentioned today that, you know, Rice will throw the kitchen sink at you, whether it's four receivers all the way back to three tight ends. Uh, how have we seen the scheme change offensively here in 2021? Well, I think Skip hit the nail on the head. And in years past, you'd known pretty much you were going to have a fullback on the field half the time and, and maybe a couple tight ends uh, with coach Tui at the, at the controls, he's gone five wide a couple times with an empty backfield, which I think, I think we've seen more in the past two or three games than rice ran in the past previous three years under Mike Bloomgren. So you'll see five wide, you'll see a jumbo package where there's no wide receivers on the field. Uh, they got to be ready for everything if you're going to be playing this offense. And Jake Constantine, he, he leaves the game early uh, against UTEP. I know Luke McCaffrey replaced him. Uh, what, what's the quarterback situation look like for the Owls this week? Constantine did not practice at the beginning of the week. There's kind of some optimism that he might be able to get back, but at this point, it's it's TBD. If he's able to go, the offense is going to look quite different than it would if McCaffrey is at the controls. He has a, a lot more fleet of foot and a lot more uh, designed quarterback runs would be if he's the guy that, that goes under center. Has it surprised you, and I know we talked obviously back in July, June or July uh, when previewing Louisiana Tech, we talked a little bit about Rice as well. Has it surprised you that McCaffrey coming over from Nebraska was unable to take over the starting quarterback job, and where has he struggled at the most? Yeah, I think it's something that I wasn't anticipating, and I think the learning curve with learning this offense, you know, we just talked about how they're going to do everything from five wide to, to jumbo tight end packages. 
it's been a lot. And when you've seen him come into the game, it's kind of looked just like that it was just a step beyond what his his, his abilities uh, to run the offense have been. He's come in, he's uh, thrown a couple pick sixes, put the ball on the ground, fumbled a couple times. Uh, just the, the signs of a guy who's who's not quite comfortable yet. He's certainly talented. We've seen him have a, a couple of spectacular plays. He had a couple plays against UTEP where he just broke off 20-yard runs when the pocket was collapsing. So he can do it, and I think he's still the guy that they're kind of penciling in for the future. He's just not there yet. Has Jordan Myers developed into no longer a tight end slash receiver into more of an offensive weapon? <laughs> they call started calling him the Swiss Army Knife at the beginning of last season, I believe. But, yeah, he's he's done it all for Rice this year. He's their primary short yardage and goal line back. He had 160 yards rushing and four touchdowns uh, several weeks ago against Texas Southern. Uh, he's one of their leading receivers. So he he can line up anywhere in the formation, and it, it gives Rice a lot of flexibility, especially if they're trying to pivot back and forth between, like, a four-wide set and, and, you know, more power formation. They can do a lot of things when he's on the field. And shifting to the defensive side of the ball, obviously the schedule was brutal early in the year when you look at Arkansas and Texas and Houston and some of those programs that really score the football. But allowing nearly 37 points per game, uh, have you been able to pinpoint some of the issues on the defensive side? Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing is something we hadn't seen all this season is DeBraylin Carroll was not on the field. He got injured during the, the off season and, and hasn't been available. And what he was able to do last year as a true freshman, he just collapses the pocket and, and helps the secondary a lot. I think the, the pass rush and coverage combo for Rice has really struggled because if the quarterback has time with the injuries they have in the secondary, no George Nyakwal, who's an all-conference kind of guy, Treshawn Chamberlain, same thing. They've both been out for several weeks. Not having both of those guys and having a limited pass rush has really did a number, and there, there's just too many holes in the middle of the field. And so you look ahead to this week against Louisiana Tech. Uh, obviously, both teams don't have a whole lot to play for. Uh, what, what's kind of the vibe around the program uh, as they get set for this season finale? And I guess ultimately, looking ahead to 2022, kind of try to get back some of that momentum uh, that I know that I know both programs yearn for. Yeah, and, and it, I think it's a slight nuance between what these teams are playing for because for Tech, uh, a, a three- or a four-win season, that hasn't happened in quite some time in, in Ruston. The reality is Rice is looking for four wins for their first year under uh, under Mike Bloomgren. They haven't reached that threshold yet. Although it's not high, it's still higher than they've gotten. So uh, sending the seniors out on a high note is you know something people say in name, but I really do believe they want to be – Part of that progression, they can show that, you know, we won two two games, three games, four games. They want to be able to show that growth. So I think that's kind of what they're playing for. And you go back to the, the 2019 season when they won their last three games to close out the year. The, the program felt different with with that kind of momentum, like they had reached that next step. So I think winning this game is going to be important. You know, I, I've seen bad football teams just kind of pack it into the end of the year. It's not working. But Rice won their last game in 2018. They won their last game in 2019. They came a score away or very close against UAB last year. So this is a team that will fight to the end uh, no matter what. Mike Bloomgren. Uh, obviously, Rice, we'll talk here in a second about the move to the AAC 
Um, I guess a little bit of a twofold question: Do they give him year five, and how much confident does the confidence does the administration have in Bloomberg to get this thing fixed? Because, like you said, you went three straight to close out twenty nineteen. Uh, I thought he would get things going with that physical style of offense that he likes to play. Yeah, I, I, there's frustrations, and, and the expectation was a bowl game this year, and he didn't meet that. So I don't think there's anybody that's going to be making excuses for him and, and what he's been able to accomplish this year. I guess the, the real question is he's on a five-year deal. He's under contract for one more year after this year. And the, the question is how much of the you know the, the struggles of this year can be written off to – we talked about five quarterbacks had to leave a game this year, which is at 11 tries. That's crazy. And then losing you know arguably your two or three best defensive players, how much do you believe – that what he's done, he's, he's recruited three of the top five recruiting classes in program history. So the talent is there. It's just not realizing. So that's kind of the question for the administration. I don't know what the answer is, but you know, you can kind of see it both ways because, you know, on paper, this is a program that's right there ready to take that next step. They just haven't yet. Talking about conference realignment, it's really, I guess, dominated the college football landscape over the last three or four months or so. Rice gets the invitation into the AAC. How big is this for Rice to get into the AAC, and what can it do from a fan base perspective to kind of get this fan base fired up uh, as it kind of moves into this next era? I think it's massive. If for nothing else, you know, raising the budget, frankly, and moving up from CUSA to AAC and the, the TV revenue associated with, along with that move, they've announced the capital campaign. They're put, putting in renovations to the stadium and a, a bunch of other things. And then, you know, the, the theory is, as with the influx of money, hopefully, uh, comes winning. That's kind of the, the, the blueprint that a lot of college football has followed. Uh, so the, the, the passion of the fan base, you're hoping that upticks. You're hoping this move puts you in, in games that, you know, there's a lot of Texas ties and a lot of Southwestern Conference ties to the, the new AAC. So uh, the, reinstalling those rivalries is going to be important. And, and I think just in general and beyond football, I think there's a lot, like you talk about like Wichita State and basketball, that's going to be a lot of fun. So there's a lot that people are looking forward to with the AAC. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. You just mentioned basketball is following that wild triple overtime game with Evansville yesterday afternoon. Rice now 4-1 and one on the hardwood. What's the outlook for the Rice basketball program, I guess, as we end the 2021 year and get into Conference USA play early 2022? Well, they picked up the branding of Greenlight U, during the off season, what I thought was interesting, which is basically gone to, they're going to give the guys the green light to shoot. And this is a team they scored, uh, I think, 106 against Evansville. That took triple overtime to get there, but they're going to hit 100 a couple times. They're going to put up threes in mass. Uh, the head coach at Rice, obviously, coached this guy named James Harden. You've probably heard of him. So that same kind of offensive <laughs> philosophy uh, runs right through South Maine. So they're going to score a lot. But what's been different about this team this year? Is they played some suffocating defense early on, uh, beat Pepperdine, a couple, a couple pretty good teams. And so I think that's going to be what's differential for Rice if they're able to make that next step. It's going to be that defense. But uh, if nothing else, they are going to be fun. Tremendous stuff this evening, Matthew. If any of our listeners want to follow your work online, not only do you do a tremendous job 
uh, covering the Rice Owls. I always look forward to your work uh, each and every year previewing Conference USA. Where can they find all of that at? Yeah, obviously go go hit us up at theroost.com. Uh, we're on every social media you can find, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. And then, you know, all, along with Conference USA, we, we do a podcast, The Roost Pod, and we released an episode just this week talking about just kind of an overarching theme of what's going around Conference USA. So we talk Rice, we talk Conference USA, you know, realignment, everything else. You the man, appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Matthew Bartlett at the Roost joining us tonight on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. And, Beck, isn't it kind of crazy when you talk about the differences between two programs? You know, Rice feels that, in a sense, they have a lot to play for to get to four wins under Mike Bloomgren. Uh, They, and listen, not not banging on Matthew, but they, they can sort of point to five quarterbacks not ending. You're missing your defensive backfield, whereas on the opposite side, Louisiana Tech, it's like, I really don't give a crap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, real disappointed with a four-win season. Disappointed we're not in the AAC, which Rice is. Just a pretty different picture over there in Houston. Should we throw a ballroom party for the dogs if they get to four wins? No. You don't think so? No. Let's go ahead and take a little sandwich plate and tell them we'll see you next year. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. I, I got some sour grapes that I need to spill out. Okay following this uh, timeout. Don't miss it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk 97.7. Be right back after this. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, craving the ultimate flavor experience? Well, look no further than the new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's a symphony for those taste buds, made with rich fudge pieces, salted toffee, and caramel. It's blended to treat-tastic perfection with our world-famous soft serve. Try our new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. Oh, courtesy great place to buy a car welcome to the courtesy automotive family where you'll find seven of the leading brands chevrolet buick gmc chrysler jeep dodge and ram two pre-owned lots local qualified service departments you can rely on you can shop 24 7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns welcome to the courtesy automotive family ruston Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. 
Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck Ains, John Tabor. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or text on 888-993-7762. Got a number of texts to get to. Yeah, we got a lot of different opinions here among the tech Text family. line blowing up tonight, by yeah. the way. Just, we love it. Love the feedback right here. Uh, old Dustin says, I wish Skip would get fired, but I don't see it happening. Will we at least see new coordinators? Uh, I think it's possible. Uh, listen, I, I think there'll be a fair amount of coaching assistant turnover. Yeah, uh, let's put it that way. Yeah. Do you still have the old buyout on the skipper? Uh, around $2.55 million, I believe. He, uh, gets Unless a, that falls out of the sky, I don't think it's really part of the conversation. Following the 2021 season, Ooh. skipper will get a $75,000 raise to $850,000 per year for the Good. next three years. Good. So whatever eight fifty times three is. Whew. I'm no math major. 17, 20, that's uh, pretty up there. It's about 25 and a half, yep. Yeah, 2.5. Yeah. Uh... Unnamed texter says, if we are not at rock bottom, it's only because we can't afford the rocks. That doesn't tell you where he thinks we're at. Expensive rocks. Expensive rocks. Oh, Brett just says, man, I'm I'm speechless, and I'm humiliated, and I'm just frustrated by it all. Brett, you are the freaking man, yeah. and I'm looking forward to your final call into the Impact Healthcare Solutions Louisiana Tech <laughs> postgame call-in show on Saturday. I, I'm already looking forward I know, to it, you, Brett. You love, you love to hear from old Brett. Brett will, Brett will Brett uh, keeps hang it, it out real. there. Is that who I got in a, in a verbal altercation with? That was Joey Fresh. Oh, Joey Fresh. I can't keep up with all your favorites. Yeah, Brett uh, Brett keeps it real. All right. And he keeps it lighthearted, which I can appreciate. Oh, Matt says, of all the years to be this bad, with everyone bolting Conference USA, Tech's getting left high and dry and well-deserved with their coaching and play this year. Skip got to adapt. Getting complacent. So you got the people that are like, Skip got to go. Then you got the people that are like, Skip got to change. System's got to change. I'll be honest with you. We we listened to the, the post-game interview with Skip. Oh, KXAZ awful. 107.5. He was down in the He dumps. should get fined for how he sounded <laughs> in that. It was terrible. But talking to him today... I don't know if that was right you out of the game. Got him a good night's sleep or something? He, he just seemed re-energized. And a lot of talk about... Probably thinking about the offseason. A, a lot of talk about the offseason and things that need to get fixed. And I'm things sure that there's, need to be some, done. there's some party that's like, I'm... Like let's just call it like it is. I'm just thankful. I'm ready for the season to be over and, and let's start working. Well, I think the next. there was also... there it, Probably immediately following that game, like, let's be honest for a sec. He's human like we are. There's probably a level of embarrassment. Like, he... He knew they had a running back playing quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but give me a little, like, come in pissed off or something. Don't come in, like, acting well, like, like what's a tirade going to do? Are you going to no, feel better? No, I'm not saying, no, but just be like, that's, like, I need to believe that you believe that that wasn't okay. I don't need to believe that you're like, oh, I don't know what happened. Well, I also bad. don't want my coach, like, going berserk on the I, radio. I want to hear him in there say, they are who we thought they were. That's what you want. We let them off the hook. <laughs> let them off the hook. Well, we thought they didn't have a quarterback, and they didn't. And they still beat us. <laughs> Give me something. I need some passion. I don't Do like we need it. a poem on no. teams that no, play not, quarterback I'm, without quarterbacks? I'm as uninspired as I've ever been as a poet. Uninspired. Fair enough. I don't write negative poems. You don't. You only write them to Jamar. How ironic. Well, oh, if only he would. See, I got, learned my lesson. If I only he would have got a negative and then test. He just lets me down. If only Jamar would have got negative tests. Yeah. Oh, hey yo. Hey yo. Uh, old Cookie said. I said this a couple weeks ago, and I won't say it again. But I guess he's about to. A coach gets to the point where he gets stale, and when it gets stale and things are happening like they are now, it's not going to get any better unless he switches his philosophy. We're going to see the same thing 
as a digression, put it down. I love Skip Holtz. I thought he was the right hire, but he has become stale. I think that's a legitimate concern. I think we need. He's been here for what, 10 years? I think we need new ideas. Yes. Offensively, defensively, So if you're not going to change teams. the coach, that means you change Gotta the coordinators and you give them the power to, to do something. Yes. I agree. I agree. You can change coordinators all day if you still I, hold I'll, it close. I'll also point this out. I think if you watch the games closely, particularly speaking to running the football the last three weeks, Ran for, I believe it was 150 yards, 160 yards against UAB. You ran for 180 yards against Charlotte. You ran for 150 more against Southern Miss. The ideas changed in the run game after the ODU game. But the ideas have to change in other spots as well. There have to be more powerful voices in the room, offensively, defensively, special teams-wise, if not only you're going to get this thing fixed, but if you're going to revitalize this fan base as well. And I will also add, those that say you need a change in head coach, I'm not going to sit here, agree, disagree. doesn't matter to me. But if you're going to make a change like that, you also have to realize that, yes, you are getting a new voice in the room. You're getting the opportunity to get new schemes in offensively, defensively. But you also have to realize that this coaching cycle, right now, there's already 14 jobs opening. We're headed for 30. Yeah. You're going to be the bottom of the barrel no outside doubt. of Akron that's open right now. Like, And I don't know if Which you want to be bottom of the barrel with your conference situation yeah, looking like say, it this looks. Is, we're not exactly uh, the pretty girl at the ball right now. Hey, we don't make the calls, but I just don't know what your appeal is going to be. Because, listen. We've said it all year, Ben. you got to be careful what you wish for. I hear. you got to be careful. I hear all. Uh, I hear all. Listen, I hear from folks that are 20 years old that like to work in the student government and like to go post this, the worst loss in tech history. All the way up to 85, 90-year-olds. I hear it all as far as their ideas for who the new head coach should be. But here's the, here's the bottom line. There are 65 Power 5 programs. Each one of those 65 programs employs an offensive and defensive coordinator. And if you think you can hire one of them, you can't. Because you can't afford it. Do you have to hire a coordinator to be successful? You don't. But I'm just telling you, if you got your eyes on a Power 5 coordinator, you might as well mark him off the list. Ain't happening. Ain't happening. All right, keep going. All right. Oh, I have one. Unnamed texture. Golly. He also chimed in earlier and said, do you remember earlier in the year when Tech got a delay of game penalty coming out of a timeout? Just embarrassing. Do you remember yeah, that? Remember I believe that. it was at Mississippi State, yeah. yes. They should definitely be using the funding for better assistance instead of worrying about building new buildings and plazas. They should be investing in substance instead of flat. All right, let me comment on that. Comment! Taves is going to want to fight me, and that's fine. I think both things can be correct in this matter. Because I think the reason you're struggling is not only because of the coaches, it's because of the players on the field as well. You want to win more games, get better Jimmys and Joes. Like Nick Saban ain't out scheming 
every opponent every week. He's got better players. You want better players? You better have all the nooks and crannies in place when they come on the recruiting visit. Because when they take five official visits and they come to your house and you don't have the indoor practice facility or you don't have the academic center outside of the crap that we have in the bottom of the tack, it matters. Mm-hmm. It matters. And I understand the argument. Oh, well, just practice in the rain or go study at the library. Well, the library's 80 years old, yeah, too. Yeah, that's, well, I mean, this is, that's just not how this works anymore. I wish it worked that way. And I it, wish you got, there was a quote, I don't know, floating around the old Facebook that said, or uh, something about baseball. He said, we want guys that drink from the water hose, not yep. guys that drink from the fountain. Yeah. No, drink from out of water. Or oh, their mommies bring them Gatorades. That's yes. what it was. I get that. I want the tough nose guys what I want too. too. But it's a it's a TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter generation now. You dang right and, it is. And if I go on my recruiting trip and I ain't got nothing to TikTok, Snapchat, or Instagram because there ain't nothing tight, I probably ain't going there. Exactly. Which is horror. I hate that. It's awful. It's awful. I but agree. that's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. So this is this is a what came first, a chicken or the egg situation. Yeah, we need better assistance and winning gets players in, but you also need people to be interested in the dang program. Yes, and, and I and I understand the argument of you shouldn't have to have all these buildings in place. I get it. It's it, you're wasting millions of dollars. You got like, why do you need two jumbotrons? Well, guess what? Like, if any player goes around to some of these places, they got fifteen jumbotrons that they can show. You have to have. Everything in place. You go to ULL. They they ask the question. I've heard it from twenty seven thousand recruits. If you're going head to head with Louisiana Tech, they go. Well, what does Louisiana Tech's nutrition program look like? And they go. Hmm. They hadn't mentioned it. You know why Tech hadn't mentioned it? Because they ain't got one. Yep. And I hate to say it, but like, if you don't have all the shiny bells and whistles, you're losing in this era. And listen, if you want to lose in this era and not invest in that kind of stuff, that's fine. But both things can be right. Build more buildings, pay more coaches. Like, you got to do both. Agree. All right, we got more text to get to. Quint says, let's stay negative. What's your least favorite Thanksgiving item? Mine is fruit salad. Quint, we lose next week. We're going to have a lot more conversation like that. Uh, but fear Quint. not, because Nate says... Least favorite for me, sweet potato pie makes me throw up. See, now I want to fight. Yeah. Sweet potato casserole is I delicious. I hate sweet potato casserole. because you got the appetite of a four-year-old. Pie. All of it. Terrible. Love a plain sweet potato straight out the oven. I don't do the cranberry thing. What's that? The cranberry stuff? Cranberry sauce. Yeah. Awful. Terrible. Yeah, you put sweet potato pie in front of me. It's gross. You know why? Because I fed my kid that when she was six months old, and it made yeah. me gag. Okay, I'll like say this: I don't typically, but I had one the other day that How I about w- that taste. I was like, "Is this a dessert or is this a side item?" It was so good. Really? Anyways, we'll get. We got a couple well, more texts. Let's go ahead. Blow it up. Let's go ahead. Take a time. It's on fire. We got a number of texts to get to. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Be right back after this. Walpole Tire and Service loves supporting La Tech football. And if you're going on a road trip to follow the dogs, they want you to get there safely. Count on the pros at Walpole Tire to keep your car in the game. From the largest selection of name brand tires in the area to expert ASE certified service, including brakes, tires, and front end repairs. Your home team for over 60 years. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit walpoletire.com. 
This is Jason Walker with Louisiana National Bank. No matter if you're buying your starter home or your forever home, Louisiana National Bank can take care of all of your home buying needs. Our rates and closing costs are competitive with not only your home team bank, but also those big online lenders. We have an amazing product portfolio, which means more ways to get you in your dream home, including low and no down payment options for qualified customers and properties. Conveniently apply online at ln.bank. L for Louisiana, N for national.bank. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. This is Chris Brister, owner of Brister Smokehouse Barbecue in Ruston. The past year has been challenging, and I wanted to say thank you to all who have supported us. Without you, we couldn't serve the delicious scatter load, our great ribs, or our newest menu items, smoked wings, jalapeno cream corn, or our smoked cheddar mac and cheese. So from the Brister's family, thank you. Please come see us at 1420 Cooktown Road in Ruston. Hey, Bulldog fans, this is Mark Richardson with Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Are you looking for the lowest possible price for a used car or truck? My fellow Bulldog and partner Jeff Robinson has been out scouring area dealerships looking for the best possible deals. When he finds them, we bring them to Bimble Motors in Arcadia and pass on those deals to you. Come check us out in Arcadia, and when you do, you'll be able to say, I know I got the best deal. Go, dogs. Bimble Motors in Arcadia. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Text line blowing up and we love it. Keep them coming. 888-993-7762. We need it all. And we love it all. We love it. We've actually had, we've been able to read 100% like, of our texts It's text like tonight. other the game, the, after the game the other night. We got nine calls. It was yeah. like, heck Turns yeah. out when you lose for like the eighth time, people got a lot to say. Dang right. All right, keep us going. All right. So we, 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 we settled the, the Jumbotron versus assistance thing. We've settled sweet potato pie sweet, sucks. Quinn doesn't like the fruit salad. We don't like sweet potato, or you don't like sweet potato cash. FS said, uh, the old skipper should replicate the, is losing fun? Is this what losing sounds like? Seen from Moneyball. Yeah, any kind of passion would be would be great. I believe after 2013, you know, I'm pretty critical of, pre- of press conferences and post game interviews and all that stuff. I think it always for your average fan, that's where we get to see you. I don't get to talk to him on the sideline like you do, Mister Bleed Take Blue. That stuff matters, okay? Absolutely. And uh, I was pretty pissed the other night. Hey, uh, after 2013, I, te- I think Tech uh, Moneyball is a great coined movie. the phrase "embrace the suck." Who did Tech, Tech did? did after 2013? Maybe they should go back to that. Did we? Did we? Did we do that? Yeah. Are you just making that up? Off-season workout program. Oh, embrace the suck. Nice. Yeah. Uh, what was the? There was one year that was got your six or something. Which, yeah. You know, that's a military term for the old back. Got your back. Yeah. Hey, Moneyball, by the way, is in the top three of my oh, favorite movies of all time. Incredible. I might go home and watch it tonight. Incredible. <laughs> Great text, FS. That's fun movie. Boy. Uh, a different Matt sends a gif of a guy wearing a NASA T-shirt. I think with a microphone. I don't get it. Uh, Nate. Maybe he means that we are preachers. Maybe Nate says Tech won't lose again. I feel like, yep, Nate. I'm looking back <laughs> at your history, and L, you, you've said that three, four times. Nate, we appreciate Nate, it. I appreciate the positivity, but it ain't happening. No, I like it, Nate. Like uh, it. He also says, Ben, you're right. No Paul Turners, no Driscolls, no Trent Taylors, no Boston Scotts or Xavier Woods. We don't have players right now, and we don't have leadership on the field either. You take those guys for granted, and when you look back, and yeah. you're like, man, there's a couple of times 
that we've had some studs. Yeah. I think two. I mean, some some studs. His point about we don't have the leadership on the field right now, I, I don't know if he was referencing the coaches or the players, but Tristan Allen, a defensive lineman, I asked him today during the press conference about, um, you know, what what went wrong this year. And he said that the lack of accountability amongst the players was a big issue to him being a fifth-year senior. Oh, I've been seeing it for years. Being a fifth-year senior based on how he could compare it to the years past. And so I think it'll be interesting. And he said, you know, a lot of times coaches can do better, but at the same time players are responsible for kind of well, policing got, themselves as in a, a coach, sense. you got to pick the guy that you think has potential to be that guy, and you got to push him. Yeah, to be the good point. Yeah, fair point. Let's go back to the hotline. we got Justin. Justin, light us up. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Pretty well. How are you? Pretty good. Yeah. Uh, obviously, this whole last week's been pretty, pretty uh, frustrating, for sure. Um, I think the one thing that I've taken, like, actually, this is really con- convenient timing. How y'all start talking about the accountability with the players. Um, the one thing I noticed is right after Southern Miss scored that touchdown to go up twenty-one-nine. Uh, you notice on the sideline they just the players are starting to dance on the sideline, mm-hmm. and you're 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 just confused as why they're doing that. Uh, you, like read the read the area. Read that's the a room, great you know? point, Judd. There was a there was a game. I don't remember which one it was. I was watching it on TV. UTSA. Oh, two minutes to go with yes. no. Was it Isaiah Graham? I'll call him out again. I ain't scared. Two minutes to go. <laughs> we were down well, by like a zillion, and he's <laughs> dancing. I was. I, well, I, I literally thought if I'm a coach or a leader on that team, a player. You rip him off the field and send him to the locker room and say, "We'll meet you on the bus, <laughs> bruh." I hate well, that. Well, it was it was it was really frustrating because it was. I'll I'll tell you who it was too that I noticed. It was Smoke Harris oh. and Aaron Allen. They were both dancing to that ya ya whatever song. Don't even on get the me started, Justin. <laughs> Justin, Don't. why'd you have to? Start oh, you him got up? me fired up. Uh, you're absolutely <laughs> right. And just so just so you know, Ben, as a fan, Justin is a fan. I'm guessing. Still, hopefully. Oh, I was uh, I was there. Yeah, he noticed. I, it makes a difference. It does, no, I agree with that. It does matter. I pay to be in that stadium, and I see guys not even caring. They're getting and, their and butt listen, kicked and at two, home. It, it goes team with no quarterback. It goes both look, ways. We look, talked a lot about look, guys. Dude, <laughs> we talked a look, lot. Guys, dude. My girlfriend went to Arkansas, and she was telling me it's like they don't care at all. And I'm like, believe, don't don't even get me started. Woo, pig Suey. <laughs> hey, thanks no, for the call, Justin. Great I appreciate stuff, it, Justin. And, and two. All right. And two, it goes both ways, though. Like, he talks about understanding the the moment, read the room. But, like, you go back to a few years ago, like, if you are struggling, too, like, don't be the guy that's down in the dumps blaming people either. No, but you, like, have a little freaking passion. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, have passion. Don't be the guy that walks around the sideline moping around. Like, be the guy. Like, I remember there was a kickoff. I think Tech was down 21-12. to His actor, Baby Barnes, of course he hits the field goal. Baby Barnes doesn't Consistence. miss. I saw Tyler Jeez. Grubbs walking up and down the sideline like, let's go, let's go, let's yeah. go. And it's yeah. like, that's what you need in those moments. You can't be the guy that's like, man, like, you threw that incomplete pass. Like, come on, bro. Like, no. Like, hey, I'll hit the pass next time you be in the right spot. Like, yeah. that's what that's there's got to be yeah. more of. A little ownership. No, I, I absolutely – and that, maybe that's just like a, a nerve, like old school me or whatever. But the other thing is, like, why aren't coaches seeing that and ripping those guys? Like, what are you dancing about? And also, I'm not even going to name names because I don't want to be that guy, Ben, but there's a certain few players that I've had issues with for years going to practice. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. 
going to practice and just like not listening, like lock in. Yeah, well, that goes back to accountability. You got guys though. talking trash about beating players when they didn't even catch the ball. They dropped the ball, but they're talking trash it about goes beating back to the accountability. Route. I hate that. Like you got nothing. You're not. You're nothing. You're getting your butts whooped. Nate, Care about your little team. Nate Challenson says when you players when you lose several close games like they did and then blow it like last weekend, that's player leadership or lack thereof. I actually believe the transfer portal bit them. Yeah, and we're you're gonna fight this. I, I agree with that. I think Nate. you're gonna fight the transfer. No, you, oh, portal you're gonna fight it forever. forever. But, but also, you're just fighting this. Yeah, with this transfer portal thing, it's like a free agent market, and you got guys that are just out for themselves. Oh, I didn't start as a true freshman. I'm transferring. Like. That's what's going to happen. You're going to get guys that aren't being recruited by these schools that don't have the history. That you got to have the buy-in. You got to have the buy-in to to say like I I want to give my all for this school. I think Skip talks a lot and a lot around the program talk about like the brotherhood and how Tech has built this program quote unquote the right way, and that they are absolutely one hundred percent right. But the transfer portal is a tricky, tricky situation. Not that you should not take players from the transfer portal, but the buy-in has to be in, be there. Take Austin Kendall, for example. Austin Kendall was hurt against ODU. We haven't seen him since. Skip said he practiced for the first time since the ODU game today. That kid is bought in. He could have packed his bags, headed back to Dallas, headed back to North Carolina where he's from, and said, see ya. He's there on the sideline. He's not on his phone texting, doing Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok and Instagram like Beck likes to do during the games. But you know what I'm saying? I get it. Like, if you pull guys from the transfer portal, whether they're one-year guys, I think two-, three-, four-year guys are a little bit easier to incorporate into a team atmosphere. But with these one-year guys, they got to be bought in. Okay, here's my issue. I think this is this is what we're what we're seeing this is where the staleness of a coach can come in. Ben, we have the, the blessing of, of being on Bleed Tech Blue. We, we we do get an inside look a little bit. I've, we've heard from several people of the just lack of accountability within the program, like for players. Like, I, I think, like that's something that after 10 years as a coach, you just get kind of sick of dealing with. Hold on, though. I want to preface that by saying a lot of these things do come out in bad years. No doubt, one hundred percent. So, like, yep. Like, why didn't they come out in a winning year versus why they? Come? No doubt, when you're so winning, this is not a problem if you're winning. If exactly, you're, it's not a problem if you're winning. I get that, one hundred percent. But, like, kick a player off the team for a few weeks for being disengaged or all about themselves. Like, you got to set some examples. I agree. I don't disagree. With I don't. That. I I feel like as an outsider, I look at the sideline. I can see it all over. These guys aren't like they. I mean, going back to my freaking high school baseball team, if I'm dancing in the dugout when we're losing, like, I'm not coming to the next game. I'm sitting on the bench. Or, like, I'm sitting at the house. Like, my coaches ain't letting that happen. I agree. No, I, I, I agree. And, and there's got to be – and listen, you create that toughness, that mentality, that intensity, that ferocity. I say that right? Sure. You create that in the off season. I don't think anybody would deny in that building over there, half a mile away from here, one mile away from here, that this is a big off season. There's one game to play. Skip said it today. I, I talked about it earlier. Skip's got to revitalize the energy to him. They're going to do what they can 
to try and get it fixed. But how they come out and play on Saturday, and I ain't talking about the seniors. I know the seniors want to go out with a win. Uh, every Everybody does in their last game. I'm talking about the other guys. Because you got to show back up to that building on December the 1st for the offseason. An offseason that does not include a conference championship game. An offseason that does not include a bowl game. An offseason that, quite frankly, doesn't deserve a whole lot of praise for just about everyone over there. And you got to go handle your business against an inferior opponent compared to your talent on Saturday. And then when it gets to this offseason, and I'm talking to the older guys, a Smoke Harris, a Josh Moat, a model offensive line starter, an Abe Delphin, a Tyler Grubbs emerging into a third-year player that's a leader, a Deshaun Hall, a Keevy Rose, a Jaden Cole who will be back for his sixth year next year, a B.J. Williamson that was a first-team All-CUSA performer in 2020 and, quite frankly, has had a very bad year here in 2021. I'm talking to those guys. Those are the ones that have to step up in the leadership department in the offseason. And I'll be completely honest with you. If it doesn't happen, nobody cares. If you play 19 quarterbacks next year, like Southern Miss, and you don't win 8, 9, 10 games, everybody's going to be ticked off. What is it, find a way or get on the highway? Sure. Like, hey, this is what I say. You start next year. No logos on any of your practice helmets. Oh, you're one you of those guys. You don't get a logo until you earn it. James, are you surprised that I love that. Guys? You got to give them something to work for. You preach leadership. You preach Steelers. execution. You preach it all year long, and then you don't give it to them until they earn it. Steelers still haven't put a second logo on their player's helmet. Is that what it is? Yeah. Is that a thing the Steelers Hadn't do? Hadn't earned it. No. You know Mac Jones had to wear, like, what, number 15 in practice until he earned his number? Yeah, look like, how that's working out. Look like a goober. Let's go ahead and take our final time out of the night. We come back. Put a bow on it. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Louisiana National Bank is your community bank. Whether you are a small business owner or a parent helping your child open their first savings account, we look forward to working together to help you achieve your dreams. We are committed to delivering on our long-term promise, making each interaction with you more exceptional than any you have ever experienced through the convenient delivery of personal and business banking products. Ready to experience uncommon banking? Visit with our friendly staff at one of our convenient local locations or visit us online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans, craving the ultimate flavor experience? Well, look no further than the new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat. It's a symphony for those taste buds, made with rich fudge pieces, salted toffee, and caramel. It's blended to treat-tastic perfection with our world-famous soft serve. Try our new Sea Salt Toffee Fudge Blizzard Treat today, only at DQ. Happy tastes good. 
You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Final segment of the show as we put a bow on to this beautiful Tuesday evening here in Ruston, Louisiana. Beck, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I'm not one of these guys that likes to boast about our shows, but this was a pretty good one tonight. Now, I love the text. They got me fired up. They did. Because i tell you what doesn't have me fired up. I know who did, Justin. We got another one. No, Justin fired you oh, up. Oh, Justin hit it nail on the head. He He's amped, my fellow average fan. He amped you up to the highest degree. Well, the, he he just hit a nerve, something I'm just ticked about too, you know? Yeah, and you're always ticked about that. I, I just can't Unless stand. it's freaking. It's the curse of going to practice. Unless and you it's freaking Baker players Mayfield. Really, You'll defend oh, him to your I love that grave. guy. Terrible at football, but I love him. All right, real quick, let's go back to the hotline. We got Will. Will, what you got? Hey, hey, uh, uh, Ben. I, um. Just a couple of things. I um, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and we discussed in the post game show, and then earlier tonight is you know the, I think people know what what's going on with the football team, and, and um, they're having a have a have a an understanding of, of where things went wrong this year. But to talk about some things off the field, the Charlotte game was the first game I've watched from the east side, from the student side, yes, in a while. And um, Ben, that's um, it, it's really bad. I mean, it's bad. It's it's really bad. Um, like just the overall experience. Need some upgrades in the uh, bathrooms, concessions, things of that nature. Everything is um, – it was surprising. And so before we ever lecture the students again about not showing up, um, we got to keep that in mind. Okay. Um, the other thing is you would think it would be this big positive, but rolling out this academic center um, – it's gotten, to say the least, some mixed reviews uh, on social media. Really? It, um, uh, maybe the design isn't exactly what people were thinking that it would, uh, it would, uh, it would come out with. There's been some positive. Most of it's kind of lukewarm. And then there's some really downright negative. And if I were tech, I would, um, I would look at tweaking that thing. I would look at uh, it maybe... Uh, and this goes back to um, to what happened with the with the says with what became the the DAC, uh, the South End Zone facility back in two thousand and nine when it was rolled out. It um, the original design, the artist rendering, was not the final design. It grew a lot, uh, drew a lot of criticism, and it was redesigned into something that, quite frankly, is fantastic. I mean, it looks fantastic. Yeah, and. If tech is going to roll that out, what we saw, the artist rendering of, you know, of, of what, uh, what was rolled out on Friday, it's going to lie, it's going to take a lot of heat for a long time. And that's not something that, uh, that they would really want is for it, the design of it to face that much criticism. The other thing about the, uh, about the whole thing is it does show a flaw that we've seen for a long time. We have no real plan. And we put facility after facility out without a master plan. There really is no master plan that's guiding all of this. It's been done piecemeal for year after year, really for the past few decades. And at some point, we have to try and come up with a plan. And um, I know the coaches, you know, you, we were talking about an indoor practice facility earlier. Um, the coaches want it. Uh, I mean, Holtz's staff 
going all the way back to Dykes' staff when um, when they first rolled a, uh, a rendering out privately to show to people when Sonny, Sonny's final year as coach, they all want it next to the DAC, the DAC mm-hmm. next to the facility. They all want something where they can walk out of one facility into the indoor practice facility. And if that's not going to be the plan, if they're going to put it someplace else, um, again, it goes back to trying to do this piecemeal rather than actually having a plan, uh, some type of master plan, which a realistic one we've never really had. And you see some suggestions online, a lot of really good suggestions about what they could actually do. Um, if they're really going to spend on these two facilities, if they're really going to spend $25 million, either float some debt or go out and try and raise maybe another $10 million, $35 million, and come up with one big facility connected to connected to the DAC, an indoor practice facility, an academic facility. Try and come up with something that um, that gives you the wow factor. Because right now, especially when it comes to realignment, we need something that's eye opening, something that gives um, something that provides the wow factor. And if they really are going to spend, like I said, twenty five million dollars on two separate facilities or more, thirty million either borrow or go out and try and raise some additional dollars and come up with something big that would all be connected together rather than trying to do this thing piecemeal. Because I think they really thought they would get something positive on Friday out of it, and I think that's not been the case. Great call. Thanks, Will. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. we, we got to run. Uh, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. I, I really, I no, I agree. No, I, I do feel like it's, it's kind of – Piece by piece. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if your tech, if you can have a. I mean, it's tough to roll out something. It's like, hey, the next hundred million we get in, we're doing this. Like, without a plan, it's tough to roll out a plan of what to do without a plan of how to do it. No, you so, got to roll out. I think you got to roll out the master plan right. so that when you do get the money, you just kind of go, you know, whatever order of priority you think it should yeah, be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I. I agree. I agree All right, that. season finale. Uh, real quick, you want to talk fantasy? Real quick. Yeah, I got to. Uh, BC earned his second win of the year. <clears throat> Bow down, boys. Because I'm back in the win column. Pretty sure the guy you beat didn't have three players that like started. Uh, that's okay. A couple of Who cares? goose eggs. Uh, Kick him out of the league. Yeah, I beat the guy that was undefeated. Old Jeffrey was 10-0, and and I took him down. And uh, this was the guy I lost to by one yard earlier in the year. Feeling pretty good about Revenge my playoff chances. I haven't done the math yet. But Are you 8-3? I'm 8-3, and, and I think we're getting close to like mathematically secured in the playoffs. I don't want to speak too soon. but Don't speak too soon. Chaves, I know you're in like 14 leagues. Uh, anything good rep- to report on any of any of your any of your squads? Mm, a little bye week blues at quarterback. Oh gosh, I'm, I'm I had a, to start I'm, I'm Danger Russ this weekend. Yeah, I got two seven and fours and one four and seven. And okay, okay. I wish I was four and seven. No teams. doubt, you're kicking bins. You know what? You know. Hey, fear not, boys. I got Slam Newton. Yeah, he. I laughed at you for that, but he actually had like twenty five points, and on, I was on your bench. But pretty salty. Yeah, yeah, you still got the win. Doesn't matter. My fault for starting old Jerry, Joey Burrow. Yeah, I had to start old Dangerous this weekend because Matthew Stafford was. All right, here we go. Oh, okay, bye. Louisiana Tech Rice in Houston, twelve p.m. kickoff. ESPN Plus Bulldogs favored by three and a half. Over under. I'll say it. Snoozer of the week at fifty three. Uh, Beck tab- or tabbed it as the snoozer of the week. Uh, let's go ahead and make our picks before we get out of here. Beck, you're on the clock. Ah, uh, dogs, twenty-one, seventeen, and a close one. Hmm. Tage, what you got? Something close to that a bit. 
Uh, 24-21 Owls. Taves, you dirty dog. <laughs> I'm going to take Rice, 27, Louisiana wow, Tech, who would have thought I'd be the only Tech fan in here? Unbelievable. Listen, got to see I'm it the one that's it. pretty hard on them. Uh, Beck, you must have forgot Rice is looking for their fourth win. It's a big game for them. It's, it's a big game. You're right. It's a big game. So, been a fun show tonight. I want to thank all of our listeners for the text on the text line. Bring it each and every week, 888-993-7762. Matthew Bartlett with At The Roost was tremendous. As always, be back same time, same place next week. For Beck Haynes, for our producer, John Tabor, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see ya! Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. him to be a chief so i had to inform him he was adopted you know <laughs> I, I did tell him i'd i'd let him know when i found his real dad though exactly. you know, to be nice. but you'll take the credit anyway right right now, right, right. right that's right proudly proudly guys but uh anyway we're talking steroids uh back when i was a kid the 68 mexico olympics teams china russia east germany were all getting uh, 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 athletes bounced from the Olympics right. for steroid use. Right. This it's was not the new. 68 Olympics. Yep. yep. And hey, if, hey, if it, amateur it such, athletes. When, when baseball was saying in the 90s, you know, with McGuire and Sosa, oh, we didn't sure. know. Who knew? Right. It was the 90s. <laughs> we, you knew, that was such BS. And, and you know ridiculous. what? Hey, go look at, go read, go to Wikipedia and read Lyle Alzado's uh, yep. Wikipedia. He talks Absolutely. about in there that he started using steroids in 1969, Chris and Don. Yep. Absolutely. So, so it ain't new, and you're right, and there probably were other people. I, I just think those are some of the greatest players who ever played baseball, and it's a shame. I think Clemens, it is. I think Clemens and Bonds will get in. That is my gut feeling, not the other guys. I know, I, I believe that those guys will get in. Thanks. Hey, Trucker Don, have a great Thanksgiving, and congratulations again. Thank you, guys. Have a nice yep. night. Great Thanksgiving. We'll see you. Yep. You too, okay. brother. How about Mark in Sacramento? You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Unfortunately, I missed Mark when I was up there, but how you doing, Mark? What's going on, gentlemen? What, what's happening, gentlemen? Yeah, Rob, it's too bad I missed you, but uh, like you said, I had a family obligation, but uh, hopefully yes. we can maybe try that before. Hey, I, I wanted to follow up on what you guys were just talking about. Kind of, I was going to lead into what uh, Trucker John just said, but before that, in the 50s, the East German women looked like yep. men. They right. had been taking those things way back in the 50s and actually came out and admitted it. 
So from the 50s through the Raul Alzado and, yep. and Tony Mandarich, the steroid monster, right. all the way through the rumors Brian of the Pittsburgh Bosworth, Steelers. Yeah. Oh, Bosworth, yes. Yep. Yes. So I wanted to throw that in there. And I also wanted to say about baseball, the only way baseball is going to get around this because this can of worms is now open and that I've always said that when this happens, they should put a plaque out in front of the Hall of Fame saying that baseball has survived the dead ball era, the segregation era, the yep. cocaine era, and then say, and it still endures, and then put them all in if they've earned it because it's the only way you're going to get around this. And on top of that, now that baseball has got in bed with DraftKings and guys yep. like that for gambling, they should put Pete Rose in Not or they're a, being mm, hypocrites. Yeah, the, mm. only thing, the only thing I'm going to say, and I hear your point on the gambling, is that mm-hmm. at that time, and Chris knows he covered baseball, and Chris, you remember the biggest sign in the clubhouse was, I know. About, was about gambling back then. So you can't retroactively uh, go back and act like uh, what Pete Rose did was cool because gambling was such so frowned upon back then. But he, yes, yeah, he top, bet on his own team. Yeah, That's he did. The thing. I know yes. he, bet, or he bet for them to win. Chris, but they still. have all the betting slips. Yeah, right. They have all the betting That's slips. That's the thing, like. You st- even now, right? You can't bet on your own team. No, even if, if you're in the NFL, a player got suspended. Chris last year, I can't remember his name, where he got caught betting betting on his team. Yeah, in Vegas, like that, you, you as a player, and these NBA guys, if you get caught gambling on your team, it is punishable. Yeah, yeah. So that that to me, that's the thing because we do go back, Rob. I mean, there were laws in the country. Decades Gambling ago, was right. You remember bookies and they we, used to, yeah, right. But I'm just saying, like that we we still look frown on people for even though they were obeying the laws back then, if the laws were evil, you know what I mean. Right. But but I just but still, there, under no era is it going. I don't think is it going to be okay to bet on your own team. There you go, and that that's and that's the, the, that's the, that's the point. Rose. There you go, and, and look, that's what, I, and I liked Rose. Pete Rose is a great player. I, yeah, Anybody who knows anything player. about baseball, Pete Rose was one of the greatest yep. players who ever played. And Rob, time. he was great on on TV with Fox. Oh, he, I, was, he was like a poor man's Charles Barkley. Yes, to me. like I honestly think he could have become. Team. Yes, like I, I don't. I'm not going to say anybody could become Barkley, but he could have had that niche in baseball. I really think that he was funny. They made fun of him. Yep. Like for a lot of younger people, Chris, I don't. They didn't even realize how great he was. He's a little guy compared to those guys. Right. And and it just was fun. That that pregame, I remember calling Jamie Horowitz, our old boss, Chris, and saying, my God, that pregame show was at, at close as the TNT show. That's what I said. To right. Him. No, it was good. And it's still very, very good. They've right. done a great job with that. But, yeah, it was All it right. was great with Rose. Is Randy Mueller on the line, Rob G? We he is. An update. All right. We'll, we'll go to the update. We're going to get Randy Mueller on in a minute. But first, Ralph Irvin with the update. Ralph. Two Ralph. games going on right now. In-